Welcome to the Jake and Joe Show. I'm whoa, Joe. Whoa, 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 whoa. Joe, I think you're forgetting something. What? This is an even episode. That means I'm the intro guy. Oh, oh, my bad. Come okay. on, man. Get it together. Take it away. Well, you just ruined it. Let me just start this over. <clears throat> Welcome to this week's episode of The Jake and Joe Show with your host, Jake, and this guy right in front of me. I'm Joe. All right, so we're on episode four, guys. If you're joining us after watching, well, listening rather, to episodes one, two, and three, thank you because I feel like you have just listened to the worst of it. I strongly feel like this episode is going to be killer. So without any further ado, I think what I'm going to do is go straight into uh, seeing if we've been up to anything this week. How about you, Joe? Anything interesting? Uh, let's see. What happened to me this week? Come on, Joe. There's got to be something. There's got to be something that you want to talk about this week. I guess if I had to think of something, we did get our first snow of the year. Oh, that's well, very it true. Well, wasn't, it wasn't the first snow, but it was the first substantial snow. You know how you always get, like, there's always a dusting or two. And then it melts. And then, yeah, it just goes away. But, but this it's... was, like, the first substantial amount. We got, like, four inches or so, three to four inches. That was the highlight of my week. Yeah, so you enjoy winter? I actually didn't think you were more of a winter guy. I am a very big winter guy. And I'm not making very many people around the office happy because none of them like snow. I bet not. And I I mean, I love it, man. We live in we live in Maine. That's what that's one of the things Maine is known for is snow. So I'm I'm always super excited when we finally get snow for the year. It probably has part to do with the fact that I love to ski. Oh yeah. Absolutely. But I think more so at the beginning of the year, it has to do with the fact that I can finally drive sideways. <laughs> oh, of course. We got the Subaru guy. Yeah. Uh, the the night that we were getting snow, I took back roads home just so I could find parking lots and do some donuts in them. And I stopped and did donuts in every single parking lot I could. It nice. Did, it, did, it did make me realize, though, that I'm probably going to want to get some type of winter tire. Probably not studded, but I am going to get some studless snow tires. Well, then you won't be able to slide around as much. I know, but, you know, I drive the highway to and from work, you know, 35, 40 miles each way each day. So as much as I like sliding, I also like my life. <laughs> I suppose safety is a pretty big priority now Little at bit. this point in our lives. A little bit. Yeah, so yeah, we got our first snow. I'm excited about that. I'll probably update as we go through the year on our snow status because I love it. Joe's Snow Report. Brought to you by Joe. To sum up, Snow by Joe, we got a few inches this week. I was excited. Not a lot of other people were. And yeah, that's about it for my week. Good to hear you had some fun this week, Joe. I got a couple stories. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, so first off, I want to start with a retract. I believe last episode we were talking about Hulu and I mentioned This Is Us, the show. Is this the bomb? <laughs> I need to I need to be prepared. Is, this is, isn't is this... the bomb. Okay. All right. Now There's guys, a bomb coming, don't guys. Don't worry. No, don't worry. This is not a threat or anything. You guys no, are safe not, on your drive to work. Yes, not an there's, explosive bomb. There's no explosion attached to this download. Um, or is there? There isn't. No, no, no. <laughs> or is there? There isn't. There really isn't. Or maybe the there side. is. No, there's definitely not. Go ahead. <laughs> so just so you guys know, Joe and I talk, you know, throughout the week. And sometimes we tell each other, hey, I got something big planned for this segment. And I had just told him I got a bomb to drop on him. Yeah, so I'm prepared. Yeah, so he's he's prepared. It's not even going to be that good now that I talked it up this much. <laughs> But, uh, I'm going to be disappointed. So my retraction from last week when we talked about Hulu and the show This Is Us is that that show was the only show lately that has even made me start like welling up in okay. tears. I'm going to admit it right now in front of all you people. I cried during an episode of This Is Us. I couldn't help it. I felt like my stone heart melted and grew 10 <laughs> sizes like the Grinch on Christmas Day. I just like couldn't control myself and I was just like, Man, this show is so good. I think it was episode seven, if anyone's watching the show. There's a scene where the dad is taking his son into the dojo to learn how to be a strong man, basically. And without listening, without watching it, you're not going to think that it's all that emotional. But man, 
just this show from start to finish just drills emotion right into you and it is a beautiful show i cannot stop endorsing this show enough so i just wanted to lay that out there that even even guys like me who are tough as nails not really though i'm a baby but even guys like me who hardly ever even start welling up can let it loose on shows like this well i'd like to interject okay what's up and ask how it felt to feel emotion honestly i always thought that i had control over my emotions right I had been talking to someone last week, and we were discussing this. This particular person is a is, is a woman. I won't give her away. She was saying how a lot of women do not have as much control over their emotions as they would like to. And I was thinking to myself, feels great to be a guy because if I want to be happy, I can find a way to make myself happy. You sexist pig. <laughs> <laughs> I know it might sound a little like that, but it was just a conversation. Right, right. And you know we weren't being hostile or anything it felt cool to like just let it go and it's the first time that's ever happened since (laughs) this is funny the walking dead when herschel got his head chopped off i cried like for two minutes straight i I like herschel great that i stopped watching the show before his head got cut off so i didn't know that that happened oh so i spoiled it for you You i just paid you back for last episode it works out because i totally ruined You know, I was listening to that episode of the podcast on my way here, and I got to the portion where I spoiled The Office for you, and I felt bad again, like a second (laughs) time all over again. I'm like, man, I can't believe I ruined it for him. No, you really didn't ruin it, man. To be honest, I kind of stopped watching it to watch a couple more episodes, so it wasn't even a fresh series in my mind, so it's really not a big deal. So you said before we got into this that you had a few stories you wanted to share. Let's hear another. Okay, this next one is what I was referring to as dropping the bomb. because Oh, I just that know wasn't the bomb? You feeling emotion and, and, you know... Not being a stone-cold Grinch. <laughs> that wasn't the bomb? That wasn't oh, the wow. bomb. Okay. All I right. think you'll be pretty excited. I hope I am. I am excited now. I hope I'm excited after. <laughs> <laughs> so, yesterday, I come home from work. Yeah. And... I'm sitting at my computer looking to edit episode three, and I get a message on Facebook, and it's my brother. Okay. Now, my brother is a nuclear engineer in the Navy. That's pretty impressive. Yes. Um, Wait a minute. Nuclear engineer? Bomb? Wait, where is this going? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) No, he messaged me, and he's in New York. Um, I saw him over Thanksgiving, and he's planning to come to see us again during Christmas break. And he asked me, point blank, would you like a PS4? And I said, well, of course I would like a PS4. And I asked him for, you know, the reasoning. Like, what do you what do you mean? Did you get the Pro? And he said, no, he didn't get the Pro, but he got the Final Fantasy 15 PS4. And that since he got that, he had a fresh copy of Final Fantasy 15 that hasn't been opened and his old PS4 that he's shipping out to me for no reason. He's just doing it because he bought that new hardware and he doesn't need it anymore. So he was just like, hey, you want this? And that's just like huge. It's just, that's awesome. <laughs> Cue the bomb sound effect. So you're he's just giving you a PS4? Man. Yeah, I'm just like, Merry Christmas hey, it's to me, me, your brother. I know, right? It pays, I guess, to uh, be close with your siblings. So yeah, I mean, I was pretty pumped for that. That's pretty sweet. Think of all the games. Think of all the exclusives. I know. That's really what I've been wanting to do with the PS4 because I have an Xbox One, but for the last two months, I've just been using it as my Hulu machine, to be honest. So I'm going to get that with uh, Final Fantasy 15. So, oh. I mean, if you're going to get a game, right, for a console, just to try it out, wouldn't Final Fantasy 15 just be at the top of the list? Yeah, um, So much. I'm just really pumped pretty about much. that. That and for the PS4, have you? Oh, you have no exposure to any. Oh man, have you? Oh, I bumped my mic. Crap, I'm too excited. <laughs> Do you know anything about The Last of Us? No. Oh my word, I can play oh, it now. Oh man, it is so good. And they just announced Last of Us Part Two. Oh really? So you were getting into this at the perfect time. Good. I'm gonna have to go play it then. I, was, I totally forgot about that game. They remastered it for the PS4. I was just telling Michaela the other day. After I saw the trailer for The Last of Us Part Two, that it was probably going to be the reason I ended up buying a PS4. It, oh yeah, th- I play. I have it. I have the first Last of Us on PS3, 
and it was my favorite game of that generation. Really? It was so friggin' good. And I, I know that's some strong language, friggin'. I mean, I'm dropping it. But <laughs> that's yeah. the worst swear we've ever <laughs> said on this show. But yeah, it's 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 good. And now you get to experience it. So I'm really excited for you in that. Oh, I wish that's I could relive that game again for the first time. I know I played the Telltale Walking Dead series, and it kind of has the same emotion behind it from what I gathered. Although it's not a narrative-driven game necessarily, it's more action, right? It's yeah. It have you played? Have you played Uncharted at all? I played three that came included with my PS3 a couple of years ago, but yeah. I only played for an hour. Okay, it's action based like that. Maybe a little bit less action than Uncharted in favor of the story, but it's such a good balance between the two. They do it. They did a good job in the game of carrying the story along while playing so it's not like you're playing you're playing you're playing cutscene you're playing you're playing you're playing cutscene it's you're playing while the characters are talking to each other then there's a cutscene then you're playing while the characters are talking to each other so it feels like you're right in the cutscene and it's there's 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 some few seriously goosebump inducing moments speaking of me or not speaking of me because i said it last week i cry a lot. Oh, I'm pretty positive I cried at the end of that game. <laughs> I love how, like, not necessarily deep, but just, like, how honest we're being just from the get-go. Like, everybody's going to have such a good idea of who we are <laughs> right off the bat. You're stone cold and feel nothing except for very occasionally, and I ball my eyes out at everything. <laughs> yeah. You decide which is worse. Now, I think it's good that we're honest. I mean... That's what people expect. That's what they want. They don't want us to lie. I mean... I know, same. I'll say just about anything as long as it's honest and I know that it's going to at least have a small chance of good content, yeah, to be honest. Yeah, I don't care. I got nothing to hide. Just want to be entertaining. That's all I got for this week. Now that we're starting to talk, Joe, is there anything that might have helped jog your memory about this week? Well, now that we're talking about it, nothing really big happened in my life this week, but I like to think something pretty cool happened in the world of tech this week. So we're going to go ahead and get into that. I'm sure many of you are familiar with the company Amazon. If you're not, then I mean, do you, are you breathing? Are you okay? How are you listening to us? <laughs> Amazon, for those who somehow aren't familiar, is an enormous online shopping website that you can spend days on wasting time. You know, it's like the ultimate window shopper paradise. You never have to leave your house. You can wear your PJs. Not that there aren't people who wear PJs to Walmart and places like that now. But the point That's the being... the dress code. Yeah, right. Anyway, Amazon is, is, is pretty much king of the digital shopping world. I don't think there's a website that trumps them. I think eBay might be like close second or something like that, but probably not. Amazon probably triples anything else out there at least in the united states but I, I know it's popular in other places as well so that might not even tr be true when you say the word amazon to or you ask an average user what amazon is they will say it's an online shopping experience they're never going to say that it's a physical presence because in everyone's mind it's not a physical presence it's just a magical website you go to you click buttons and you get things on your front step a few days later Amazon just announced something pretty big this past week that I think is going to be so important in the future that we talk about it now, and that is Amazon Go. What it is is Amazon's new shopping service that has a physical presence. Amazon is no longer going to be a online presence only. They're going to start building physical brick-and-mortar stores, but these are different than say Walmart, Home Depot, Best Buy, stores like that, in that when you walk into the store, you use your phone that's got the Amazon app on it, and you'll swipe your phone on a terminal like you would if you were passing through a subway gate, and then you've got access to the store. So you're shopping around the store, and you're throwing things in your basket, you know, you gotta get your yogi, you gotta get your cheese sticks, and your Cheez-Its, and all that dairy. And your other cheese stuff. And, yeah, you need some milk, and some eggnog, and some eggs, and you know, all the stuff that people need and then it's time for you to leave you've got everything you need it's time to go check out pay and walk out of the store except dun 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 you don't have to check out you just grab your stuff 
you walk through the terminal you walked in through and you leave you go put your stuff in your car and you drive off that's really awesome joe had shared that to my facebook wall last week or earlier this week actually i think it was on yeah, tuesday it, yeah it was this it was this past week that they announced it i think it was monday or tuesday like you said that they first announced it yeah and i watched that video and i was pretty amazed because Amazon succeeded in making it possible for them to have a successful physical presence. In a different way. This isn't just another Walmart. Like, they're giving you incentive to go to their brick-and-mortar stores. I mean, if they just built stores, I'm sure there would be people that would go to them. But Walmart's already there. There are way more Walmart locations. They would be competing on a level that they're not ready to compete on yet. So by doing it in this method, eliminating lines, eliminating weight, that is a seriously big deal. It's a huge deal, especially for people like myself, and I know you're the same way, where you go in, you already have what you want in mind. So you go in, you get those products, and you step right out. Yeah. I think that's really great because that can save 20 to 25% of your time in the store, not having to wait in line. Depending on the time of day. Like, seriously, that's, that's a big time saver. Oh, yeah. What I want to know is exactly how it works. I know basically how it works because you explained it. You walk in, you get on the Amazon app and create what I'm assuming is some sort of active session where your digital shopping cart is up and you take items off the shelf and it goes into your digital shopping cart. Right. Now, what I want to know is, okay, you have an active session on your phone. How the heck? Does your phone know what you're grabbing unless every item must have some sort of little tracking chip on it? Well, all I can think of, and they have not given an explanation, and I read a few Reddit threads on this topic, and there was never an explanation as to how officially how it's going to be done. That commercial that they aired was very cryptic. Like they just kept saying big fancy words like we're using synergy and other crap like that that never really explains what they're doing. But the only logical as a techie person, the only, one of the only logical conclusions I can come to is that it's going to be more than just swiping your phone as you walk in. What I'm imagining is you walk in, you pick up a basket, then you swipe your phone and walk through the terminal. As you swipe your phone and walk through the ter- terminal carrying a basket, that basket's now linked to your phone. So when you put items into the basket, the item is reading you know, either the weight of the item, not just weight because that wouldn't be enough, but it's reading the barcode on the item. It's reading a chip like you were saying, maybe in the labeling. As you put the item into the basket and it passes a perimeter at the top of the basket, it syncs with your phone and adds the item to the cart because that also explains how it's able to know when you've removed an item and you're not buying it because that's another thing. If you take an item off the shelf, put it in your cart, then decide 20 seconds later that you don't want it and you take it out and put it back, it's no longer in your cart anymore. That's got to be how it works, Joe. There's no other way in my mind to do it. Of course, I couldn't figure it out a second ago, but listening to your explanation, having that basket tied to your phone is really the only way you... It's the bridge between the physical store and your digital account. Right, because there really isn't any way for your phone to know in your pocket what you've picked up and what you're carrying. Right, you So that makes something. me think that the basket is a requirement. You can't just walk in with your phone, scan it, grab one item, walk out. You have to grab the basket and put the item in the basket for it to know. One thing I noticed right away watching the video is that if this should become the new norm, literally thousands of people will be out of a job tens of thousands we're talking a lot of people right i mean there's a lot of cashiers out there and it did make me a little sad because i do feel terrible that that would happen but that being said i would also be one of the first people to try this out because i'd be with you we'd go shopping together oh yeah hell yeah (laughs) it's it's so cool but it is at the back of my mind i'd be like damn this is really pushing what we are used to as a nation right now. I agree. Uh, we, you know, we're we're becoming very, very spoiled as a country. Like, we've got so many things that are done for us and that are just so easy. I mean, we talked about it in episode one, was it? Not having, like, technology here in Maine. But things like Android Pay and Apple, whatever Apple decided to call it. Apple Pay? I, I think it know. is Apple Pay. Yeah. 
the you know the ease of use of things you know you don't have to put your key in the door of your car to unlock it you can press a button you don't have to walk out of your house to start your car you can press a button you know we're just we're used to so many things happening just like that that i i feel like it's going to be so easy for a lot of people to adopt this not thinking of the workers that it's going to it's going to it's just going to i don't know man it's it's going to be heavy when it hits it's just continuing the trend of destroying the lower class. Right. Yeah, it's, yeah, exactly. Because the types of jobs that are going away are the lower paying jobs that can be replaced by some sort of automation. That being said, it does kind of explain the trend that we're seeing with our generation where people really want to be entrepreneurs. They want to work for themselves or even do something like a trade job. Because if you think about it, yes, these machines, this automation is going to replace, like you said, tens of thousands of workers, if not more. I mean, we're probably just going to say a billion by the end of the show. But there's always going to be someone or some live thing to maintain those machines. So while the lower cashier jobs are going to die out, there's going to be a few mechanical jobs, a few trade jobs that open up. So we're edging away from the America that we have all known for a long time and turning into something that is kind of scary because it's digital. It's a digital world. And it's really fun and it's cool. But it's also... We also might lose a lot of things that are essential to our well-being and we might not know it. And I'm just thinking of human interaction. Yeah, exactly. I mean, look at how far car automation has come in the last five years. Five years ago, a self-parallel parking car, that was like, whoa, man. But just five years later, we're looking at cars like Tesla that you can get on the highway going 70, 80 miles an hour, hit a button, and your car will drive for you. And we're moving towards a time when taxi drivers aren't as vital as they used to be you don't you know you no longer you know you don't need a driver in the car when the car can drive itself and even further into that where we've been transitioning into uber and lyft where we don't need an actual taxi service which typically is a worse experience in general and more expensive and we find it okay to get in the vehicle with strangers do right. exactly what we were told not to yeah. as kids, which, you know, it, it's not the greatest point, but still, in itself, it's kind of funny. That's killing taxis, too. So even before self-driving cars start destroying taxis, they're already being destroyed by technology in a way. And even past that, I mean, there are other things where automation is taking over. I mean, I've heard rumors, and this is just rumors, that McDonald's is going to start automating their restaurants. You walk in, you have a touchpad, you choose what you want, you pay. Robots make your food, robots hand you your food, and you eat your food made by robots. I mean, you know, it's the direction our country's going. It feels like we're going to be getting towards like a fallout type scenario where we all have, you know, robot butlers around our house or whatever. We're going to have a Mr. Handy. Yeah. What can I get you for food today? (laughs) But I, hey, that sounds pretty cool. But like you said, I mean, losing that level of human interaction that has literally been around since the human race has been around. We're getting to a point where... There's less and less human interaction. I mean, you go to a restaurant, sit down, and just look around. Just look around at what people are doing. 75% or more of them will be on their phones. That's definitely true. I've noticed that myself. Automation sucks, man. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think it's 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 not necessarily a bad thing because it's easy to bash something that's brand new because we're not used to it. Right. And I'm sure when we were getting into the industrial age... People were saying similar things that our morals are being destroyed and industry is taking over. I remember reading that back when newspapers started to first circulate, people hated them. They hated newspapers because they were scared that it was going to get rid of the human interaction of going up and asking your neighbor what's going on. Like people were terrified. They're like, newspapers, we're not even going to need to leave our houses anymore. They're coming to our front door and we can get all the information we need. There's no point. They were scared of newspapers. It's just odd, you know? I mean, Yeah, it is really weird. It's not, it just goes to show you how much human interaction we had back in those days where not needing to ask your neighbor about the news was was an issue. 
Welcome to the Song of the Week segment. I'm actually very excited about this segment this week. I am, like, beyond excited. I'm glad one of us is. <laughs> I'm glad one of us is. I know you're super excited about this, and I'm I'm glad you are because mine might not be as good because I haven't been able to listen to uh, as much music this week, but I, I hope it's decent enough for you listeners. So what do you got for us, Joe? I'm pumped. Oh, man. How do I start this? Okay. As I'm sure you know, I like artists that begin with the letter W. Yes. We got Weezer, whom is my favorite band. If you had to guess, who is the other W that I adore? Well, it's not a guess. I know the answer, and I'm willing to bet the entire contents of my wallet on this. How much is in your wallet? Because I'm going to try to think of another band name. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Probably like $22, but... (laughs) I know. I don't even have to guess. I know what this is. It's Watsky. Ah, you got it. Okay. <laughs> nice. So here's why I'm so excited. So as you know, a couple of months ago, actually it was during the summer, Watsky released a new album, Times Infinity. It was his best album to date, in my opinion. It was great. Every song on it was really, really good. It was so solid from beginning to end. The last four songs on the album were a sweet and... It was um, an emotional roller coaster, highs, lows. You know, it had it had good rap in it. It had a poetry track. It and it was just so well rounded. It was such a great album. That's not why I'm excited. I'm excited for another reason. I use the Watsky subreddit. You know, I I like to. Of course. I like to follow along with like minded people and have conversation about artists I love. Anyway, one of the songs on his Times Infinity album is called "Don't Be Nice," and. It's a fast rap track, and within the song, one of the lines says, visit www.kisswatskysgluteusmaximus.com. Nice. And it's, he's being cocky. He's talking about how, you know, it's just a, it's just a smart aleck line type of thing. Well, of course, people are going to go to www. He doesn't say three Ws. It's just www. I was wondering that. Because fitting in another W... It doesn't flow. There's too many synonyms in the song. So he he had to cut out one of the W's. So you go to www.visitwatskysgluteusmaximus.com and you're greeted by a giant picture of Watsky's butt. That's funny. And I'm sure that was done by a fan. No, this is Watsky did this. He actually did it. Yes, he did it. He owns this site. If you click past that, you're greeted with a page of just eight album covers. Really? To albums that have never been seen before. No. So I was starting to freak out. And I saw this website on Reddit. I saw it on the subreddit. So I'm, I clicked through to it. And there are eight album covers. And one of the album covers looks like the album cover for Times Infinity, but dark. Really? Like the album cover for Times Infinity, I don't know if you know what it looks like, but it's like light blue and red and it's got his face on it this is like dark blue and black Hmm. so i click on that and it's 16 tracks every single one of the tracks from his times infinity album remixed and redone an entire full-length album oh so he he made a website that was a reference to a song that everyone can hear so that is valued fans His true fans could click through and hear secret albums. Yes. That is so cool. That's awesome. I'm pumped to hear what it is. I'm glad you're excited because I'm seriously excited. And that's not even the coolest one. I mean, the remixes of his songs from Times Infinity, that's cool enough. There was another album cover that I clicked on, and it was 16 new unheard tracks. No way. They were B-sides from Times Infinity. Like, uh, it might not have been 16. It might have been 12. But... 12 brand new tracks that I've never heard by my favorite rapper. I was in heaven. I'm like, this is Christmas. This is Christmas morning for me. Not all the songs on it are great. I mean, they're B-sides for Times Infinity. So they're songs that didn't make the cut. But there are a few of them that are so good. All right. And I'm just going to assume that your song of the week is one of them. It is one of them. And I am so excited to share this with you guys because I know that not a lot of people have heard this yet. Nice. So this is this is like the most underground you can be while still being a semi-popular artist. So when did did this just happen today? Yes. 
No way! Yes. I was dying all day, like, trying not to message you, because I was so excited. I'm like, I found... I, I immediately told Michaela, and I'm like, oh man, new Watsky album, I'm so excited. We need to go live immediately. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you guessed right. The track of the week, or my song of the week, rather, is from one of these hidden albums. And the album that it's from, so you guys can go find it, is, uh, it's called Oops All Berries. And if you go to the Visit Watsky's Gluteus Maximus.com website, you'll get some context as to why he named the album that. But the song on the album is called Bad Words. And I'm going to have to be careful which segment of the song that I use, just because we're trying to keep this podcast as family-friendly as we can. Right. But I'm going to play a little clip of that for you right now. Uh. Yes. Okay. You know, I think it's hella cool. My mom's a librarian at an elementary school. I'm proud of her. She taught me how to be. And what's awesome is my mom was also proud of me. Her greatest compliment was paid when she invited me as speaker for the whole fourth grade. She wanted me to kick some spread your wings and fly. So as you can see, it samples another very popular song, uh, Vanessa Carlton, Thousand Miles, yes. I believe it is. Yes. And the whole premise of the song is... That is, it, it's just, it's basically a story. I mean, his mom asked him to come in and do a, like a speaker session at the school she teaches at. And, you know, he, he, she wants him to come in and talk about what he does. And she realized that most of the music he does has bad words in it. So he got up there and he did his talk to the kids anyway. And at the end of the presentation, one of the kids asked, why would you use so many bad words in your music? Why do that? And he explains that in the song, he explains that bad words are contextual. Uh, any word can be used as a bad word. So, you know, they're bad because we make them bad. And it's it's just a good message. It all depends on how you use it. That's right. what I was gathering from the song when right. I listened to yes. it. Right, yes. It depends on how it's said. I mean, you know, one of the lines later on in the song is that he says, if you use the word Arab to describe someone of that race, it can be offensive if used in the proper way. But otherwise, it's not offensive. So it really comes down to how the words are used. And I just, I'm just so excited about this whole album. I'm just giddy about it. So that's about it. That's all I got to say. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> listening to it, I couldn't help but bob my head. And as soon as Vanessa Carlton's sample came in, I was just like, oh. It just sounds so nice. And I love what he's trying to say with it. Uh, because I do feel the same way up to a point. And overall, I just I love the whole concept that he would even do this for his hardcore listeners. Oops, all berries just makes me want to bowl a Captain Crunch right now. Exactly, exactly. And the song itself was great. So I'm right there with you. Like, even though I'm not as big of a fan, I'm pretty pumped that he would do that for his fans. Yeah. And it's not like the songs are like sloppily thrown together i mean the production value is still there for being b-sides it all sounded really it all sounds good so yeah that's my song of the week i highly recommend if you've never heard of waski checking out some of his stuff keep in mind that he is not g-rated um he does use quote-unquote bad words as we <laughs> right. just talked about but the messages in some of his songs are pretty solid and I highly recommend him if that type of music doesn't offend you. So with that being said, I'm going to pass it off to Jacob. All right. Well, like I said before, my song of the week is probably going to let a few people down because I don't feel as passionate about it because I haven't been able to listen to new music lately or I haven't really been listening to any song that's really resonated with me, even if it's old. But I was listening to Spotify the other day in what little time I did have, and... I was listening to their Discover Weekly playlist, and they recommended a song called Fearless by Lotus. I had never heard of the song, had never heard of the band, but I gave it a shot, and I really dug it. I am pretty big into funky beats. Um, I even listen to jazz from time to time, and this song really kind of had that funky electronica feel that I thought they did a very good job with. So here's the song.
I hope you all enjoyed that. Lotus is a band that formed in 1999 by five friends who were also students at Goshen College in Indiana. And if I botched the name, I'm really sorry. It's G-O-S-H-E-N. Goshen? Goshen? Sounds good to me. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I had, like I said, I had just heard about them a few days ago. So I did a little bit of research, and I really like their style. They tend to have really experimental style albums and I can really dig that because I'm into a lot of different kinds of music and they try to blend together a lot of elements that I haven't really heard done before or at least done successfully I thought it sounded pretty funky I I like it um I'm not huge into that genre of music I mean I'll listen to it on occasion but it's nothing I find myself repeatedly going back to but it was a good track very solid I'm glad you showed it yeah awesome I'm glad you liked it too because I was a little worried there (laughs) <laughs> that it would be like really subpar. Well, I'm not, you know, I'm not hard to please when it comes to music. So <laughs> yeah, right. What it's really going to come down to is the listeners, whether or not they like it. <laughs> I know. And I was just telling Joe, I'm not a huge fan of the lyrics per se, and that's not to say that they're bad. But what I really loved about the song was uh, the beat and the instruments and the blending of the styles. Um, it was just something that I could sit back and just kind of bob my head to yeah there was a good mix there was a good mix i liked it a lot yeah all right except that i hated every bit of it no. <laughs> <laughs> now on to the critical thinking portion of our show where we scratch our brains and encourage you to scratch yours that's a pretty good description i like that <laughs> we should we maybe can continue roll that. with that okay yeah i like that this week's topic is based around high school and i think you should explain the topic. You said it pretty nicely before we started recording. This episode for our critical thinking, I wanted us to think about how our age as we grow up has affected our mindset. And keep in mind, this is coming from two mid-20-somethings, so we don't have a heck of a lot of life experience. But I think that it's worth mentioning to our listeners, because odds are they're going to be around our age, that it's pretty common to go through like significant personality changes and personal growth as long as you focus on it. To me, it's something that I've been thinking of for quite a while, and I was hoping that we could have a discussion on it, Joe. Put the pressure on me, why don't you? Now, um, yeah, I think it's I think it's a good topic, and I think although you did say that we're mid-20s, you know, and we're not going to have a whole lot of life experience, we have recently gone through the younger years of our life so i feel like it's fresher in our brain than it might be in someone who's well old (laughs) (laughs) that's very true to put it lightly so has my mindset changed yeah well let's do it this way let's compare high school joe to current joe what were you like back in uh, high school that you're willing to admit i was obnoxious let's i'm willing to admit it all and i kind of have to admit it all because now that i'm thinking about it when I was in high school, a close friend of mine, who we might have as a guest on the show, so I guess it's cool if I say his name, Ethan. All right, yeah. He was into doing vlogs. Now, this was before vlogs were popular. I mean, YouTube was, it was in its little, it was in its later stage. Well, not later stages. It was in its transformative years. This was its, yeah, this was YouTube pre-2010. So there wasn't really a whole vlogging atmosphere. So the idea of vlogging was cool. So every day, Ethan would record like two or three minutes of us in the classroom and the teachers were okay with it Uh, everyone consented so it wasn't like and i i came from a very small school so when i say everyone consented i mean like all five of us consented all five of us (laughs) including the teacher yeah so that's all online so i can't really be closeted about anything that happened in high school because the way i was is in video form on youtube i'm not gonna tell you where it is i'm totally looking that up (laughs) i'll find let's just say I talked a lot. I liked being in front of the camera. I was very annoying. Uh, and I might have gotten locked in the closet once. So that, that might have happened. I def- I've definitely changed since high school. And I think that's natural for anyone. I don't think anyone lives five or six years of their life without changing. Can, I mean, I'm, mar- any... I'm married now, for crying out loud. Oh, right. I mean, you've got to change. Right. <laughs> for that to work out, right? <laughs> I guess I was thinking more specific. Like, is there any, like, personality traits? Maybe something that you, when you were in high school, you were like, man, I really wish I could be this way and have turned around. And in five years, five-ish years, you've succeeded in transforming your personality. Well, I used to, I used to care a lot more what people thought about me right 
And I think that's a pretty common thing for people in high school to feel because, you know, you're still insecure with who you are and you're figuring out who you're going to be. And you're around people who are just doing nothing but judging everyone around right, them all exactly. day. Exactly. And, you know, the, my classmates were my good friends, so I didn't have as much of that. But still, I cared what other people thought about me. And I like to think I don't care as much anymore. I mean, there's still a certain degree of caring what others think. I mean, I like to dress nice. I like to look good when I go out. But that's more for me than it is for other people. You know, I'm glad you say that because sometimes it rubs me the wrong way when people are just like, I don't care what people think. Because you you should. Right. To a certain level. Right. You should care about what people think. You should care about your image. But just don't let it, like inflate your ego right, or right. inhibit you from personal growth don't let your yeah don't let your thoughts don't let others thoughts about you change who you are be right. who you are and be okay with what they think of you but still try to be a good person and don't just be you know a dick for no reason <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> i like to also think and this is natural that i have I mean, I've said that a lot. This is natural because I don't, I don't really think my experience is that much different than others. But I've matured a lot. There was a, I have a good, good friend, still a very good friend to this day, that we picked on a lot in high school. Like we were just nonstop ragging on this guy. And you know, looking back on it, I feel bad. He doesn't care. Like he's like not like in a bad place because of it. But I, I look back and I'm like, man, I could have gone a little lighter. I think. I can't even see you as even a friendly bully. I just can't even see you ragging on somebody. It's right. Just, it's so we un-Joe just, of we you. We were just so inconsiderate. I don't know. Like, for example, there was this one time where I had a roll of Gorilla Tape, which Gorilla Tape is like five times stronger than duct tape. It's the super glue of duct tape. Yeah. And I, ch- I challenged him to wrap one layer around. Like, he put his wrist together. And I wrapped one layer of tape around his wrists and asked him if he could break out. Of course he did. Then I'm like, okay, tough guy. Let's see if you can break out of five or six layers of this oh, stuff. Oh, my word. So I wrapped five layers of Gorilla Tape around his wrists and just I packed it down and... Gorilla- Tossed him off a dock. Yeah, pretty much. No. Gorilla Tape hardens in like 30 seconds. It gets stronger the longer it sits. So I distracted him for like 30 seconds to let it harden. He was stuck in that Gorilla Tape for... 45 minutes to an hour. Oh, my he word. He could not break out of it, and all of us just laughed. We were all laughing and not helping him. By the time he finally got out, his wrists were, like, red and, like, bloody because he had been stuck, and he was, like, trying to rip out of this. And I think back on that, and I'm like, at the time, it was it was hysterical. It was so funny, but I didn't need to act like that. I mean— Right. You gained empathy since then. I, I think so. I think so. And that's just one of many instances where we just— we picked on him a lot and if i could go back and change i would probably i would still pick on him because he was he was so gullible and easy to pick on oh yeah but i would pick on him in a different way i don't think i would be as as mean as i was this is kind of surprising honestly i just don't see this coming from you at all i wasn't a bully I don't think of myself as being a bully i thought of myself as like making saying- people laugh at his expense but not in a way to hurt him because the value of other people laughing at something that you've done far outweighed the negatives that you may have been right and he was still a very good friend like he would come over and hang out and we would like it's not like i had any ill intentions toward him he was very good friend i like him a lot I, i liked him and i still do it was just I was using him as a medium to make others laugh and i i wouldn't have done that you know, yeah. I, I wouldn't do that now. I mean, we still pick on him. But. <laughs> of course. I mean, <laughs> once you build that dynamic into a friendship, it's really hard to take away. Right, right. And when I, I want to mention while I'm thinking of it, we still pick on him. This is probably just as bad as the Gorilla Tape thing. A couple years ago, I, I got him to eat cat food. Oh, <laughs> And gross. he didn't know he was eating. How did he? What did he think it was? <laughs> oh, was it? Was it wet cat food? No. <laughs> okay, it was dry cat food. You kidding? Okay. Do you think it was cereal? <laughs> no. So we got we bought we bought a bag of this was at a New Year's party. So there's a bunch of friends over and ever, and everything. And Michaela and I had bought a bag of cat food for our, our kittens at the time. And oftentimes in a bag of cat food there'll be like a free sample for a different kind of cat food. 
And this package of cat food happened to look exactly like a little thing of gum. Like, no. imagine, like, the flip-open trident gum thing. And the freaking cat treats were in there like sticks of gum. So it was so easy to convince him that... <laughs> that this was gum i can't believe that so i walked around i had everyone else in on it and i walked around the room and offered everyone a piece of gum and i had put real pieces of gum in the package so they took the real pieces opened it up popped it in their mouth so by the time i get to him there's no real gum left it's all cat food but he's seen like five people eat this gum so he's like yeah it's gum so without hesitating he takes a piece and pops it his mouth you're bad dude <laughs> that is funny you, he, you you like you you even took the time to make it believable by giving people real I gum i know that's just a harmless prank that is funny but it, it again it was at his expense and you know that's more that that is like okay though because i mean with the it was so gr- bad. he was like barfing in the like gagging in the bathroom because <laughs> it was so bad tasting oh my way see like with the gorilla tape you kind of did a little bit of bodily harm. So I can understand where you'd be like, all right, I mean, maybe that was a little overboard with this. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm a jerk, but (laughs) that was funny. (laughs) He laughed about it after the fact and he laughs about it today. So I don't feel as bad about that, but that just goes to show that while I've changed, I still like messing with people. I like messing with him because he just makes it so easy. You've gained control <laughs> over your dark side. Yeah, I have it in I have it in my grasp. Now I'm able to manipulate it and do with it as I please. Right. So what about you? Do you have you know, is there anything that you, is there any way you feel you've changed since high school in a major way? Quite significantly. Uh, I didn't know you very well in no, high school. No, uh, you met me when I was 20. So I didn't know you at all in high school. You did not. No, I didn't. Good point. You you had already you had met me after my first college experience. Mm-hmm. So I had grown a lot since high school, even then. But young Jake, up until about the age it of sounds like a rapper, young Jake, young Jake, <laughs> coming at you. When I was a teenager, of course, I was the type of person that cared a lot about what everyone thought because everyone was like that. Right. <laughs> I mean, you you always were, no matter if you thought you were or not. But I was also a chameleon. I karma, always... Karma, 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 karma. Yes. I couldn't help it. Sorry. <laughs> I was a karma, karma, karma chameleon. <laughs> in in some ways it was good, but other ways it was bad because I wasn't necessarily displaying my true self, which is something we've talked about yeah. Yeah, in past about episodes. I could get along with everybody, but I would kind of change a lot of things about myself, like change my personality almost depending on who I was talking to and not just not just to a normal degree like everyone does every day to a small small degree you got to know who you're talking to whether it's a stranger or someone that needs to be that deserves respect there's there's normal everything everyday things like that but this was just more of a me just being a weenie to be <laughs> honest um and back then I was just like man I wish I could be more assertive and now, in the past two years, I've noticed that I am just, like, so passionate about my opinions and, like, facts that I learn mm-hmm. that I'm noticeably more assertive in general. Well, I and I can even see that. I mean, I only met you once or twice, you know, before we really got to know each other. And, for example, like we've talked about, the first time we met was at prom. And walking away from that experience, I felt that you were a very reserved very quiet, very like, yeah, okay, yeah. What? Well, <laughs> I was man? also a 20-year-old at prom. That's true. That's true. I was just there to be... Supportive. Respectful and supportive of my girlfriend at the time. Right, right. I didn't want to be there. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. But I'm so glad that I did because I ended up meeting you and my friend Jordan. Oh, that's where you met him? Yeah. Oh. We actually had all hung out that night. Yeah. Because they had went off and did something they and they were just like, well. Photo um, boothing and whatever else you do at prom yeah. and we were just sitting there talking. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Yeah. So I'm glad that happened. But yeah, so you did notice that? Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. I don't really have anything in stories or insightful to say yeah. because it was like you wanting... didn't really know me before. Right. That. But I got I got the feeling that you were a shyer, quiet, more reserved person. And I don't see that as much as I used to anymore. Right. I'm still definitely an introvert and I do keep to myself. And that actually is a lot different from 
who I was as a teenager because back in those days, I would talk a lot more for the sake of being the center of attention or yeah. for approval. Right. And now, if there's nothing to be said, I will be quiet. Mm-hmm. That's And that's okay. And that's something I think you learn as you grow older. Like you don't have to be talking, at least if you're of that type of person, because I was the same way. Like I was always talking. I got in trouble so much for just not shutting up. There was this one time in eighth grade when everyone was supposed to be quiet, but I just like had a funny joke and everyone was like looking down at their computers or writing down in their notebooks, not even talking. And I just blurted out this joke because it was so funny (laughs) that I just had to, have everyone laugh at me and feel good. Yeah. And it didn't occur to me how weird that was. Was it, I want to be high on pot news? (laughs) No, (laughs) it was, I can't even remember what it was, but my teacher looked up at me and was, was so like stunned at how random that was. She was like, are you proud of yourself? (laughs) And I was so embarrassed. (laughs) Are you proud of yourself? I like, I looked around, I like kind of shocked and I just like looked at my desk and, and she's like, I, 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 well, I was like looking around other students to see if they thought it was funny. Yeah. And she's like, yes, everyone heard you. <laughs> and I was like, wow, I am so embarrassed right now. That was like the biggest loser moment I've ever oh, had. Oh, that's so funny. And my teacher totally called me out on it. And she was <laughs> a 60 something year old woman. <laughs> that makes it even better. <laughs> and I loved her too. So that like really threw me off. I was like, why would she betray me in front of everybody? <laughs> why would you do this to me? I'm developing. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, but it was important though. Yeah. I think I'll always remember it. Huh. Yeah. I think that was probably the, the one time, one of the first memories I have where I was just like, man, I need to shape up. <laughs> I suppose um, one more thing besides being assertive and I guess being my true self around someone regardless of how they are or how they treat me or how they affect the world around them is I'm trying very actively, especially within this past year to be more mindful of time management and things like eating. Yeah. Um, You've mentioned this before. We we've had conversations before we even consider doing this podcast. We've talked about this. Yeah. um, So time management is just simple things like the room we're in right now. This is tidier than I've ever kept any of my rooms I've ever had. Really? And I keep it up all the time now. And I wouldn't have gotten that from you at all. Like you seem like you'd be a, you're a clean person. I, I mean, am now. Yeah. Before I was so untidy because I was like, it doesn't matter. It's all vanity. Right. But it's really not because being organized and being tidy and clean is more efficient. Yeah. So I look at life and I value everything around me to how efficient it is now. Whereas before I was just like, let's just consume more media, basically. Like right. let's watch a show, let's play games. Yeah. And everything else around me that doesn't truly matter doesn't matter. And I just convinced myself that being disorganized wasn't a big deal and <laughs> things like that. And I know you are even more organized than me. So, yeah, but I didn't used to be. I'm in the same boat you were. I yeah. Mean, now, I mean, if you go and look in my car right now, there's no garbage in my car. There's no garbage. When If I bring something into my car when I get in, it comes out with me when I get out. My car never gets messy because I just keep on top of it. And you go back to my first car, and that is not how I was. I had crap all over the floor of my car, and I'm proud that I have changed that. I'm proud that my car is clean. And you're you're the type of person that really respects the things that they own especially a subaru yeah yeah because i mean you're not gonna let you're not gonna let your favorite car you've ever had get messy because you love it so much i mean you'll go out driving when you don't even need to drive you'll just just to drive and freaking do wheelies in the snow wheelies not wheelies (laughs) wheelies that baby pulls wheelies hydraulics man powerful Um, yeah and i'm i can't say that i'm like super tidy and clean with everything I mean, I'll let a I'll let a load of laundry sit in a basket for a couple of days when it should it could have been cleaned, right? Uh, and I'm sure my wife is gonna listen to this and be like, he doesn't do anything around the house. But I'd like to think <laughs> I do a decent amount. Like another thing that I I've always kept clean is my computer. If you open up my computer case, there's no dust. Really, no dust. I need to get on top of that. I, mine's getting so dusty. I I have three cans of air in the drawer of my desk right now. And once a week, I pop the side of the case off, spray it all down, clean it out daily. 
I flip my keyboard up and I spray the keyboard out to get the crumbs and stuff out wow. of it. Like my gear, if I wipe it down, my gear looks brand new. Because you do it so often. Yeah, because I do. I keep. I keep up on it. So and yeah, that's not how I used to be. And you've probably. I mean, it sounds like you've changed in that regard more than I. I have, but I think you, like I said a couple of minutes ago, you really respect and value the things you have around in your life. I do. I do. A lot and because you're, you're, and I am too, but you're like really into technology. So you're really proud of the things that you right. decided to buy. And I attribute that to, you know, the way my parents raised me. I mean, I was never just given things hand over fist. Um, I, w- I always bought everything that I owned. You know, I had to work for it. I mean, right. I had a I had a summer job when I was I think my first summer job I was thirteen, and I've had work since I was like thirteen years old. I rem- I still remember when I bought my first laptop. Wow. It was uh I think I was fourteen when I got it. It was a Dell Studio fifteen, and I paid four hundred and fifty bucks for it or something like that. That was the first big purchase I ever made in my life. Oh man. And I I took such good care of that laptop. I mean it still fell apart on me because it was a cheap Dell. So it fell apart. But I took good care of it, you know, and everything I had I took good care of because I knew that if it broke or if it got lost, that was it. I was gonna Tough luck. Yeah, I was gonna have to save and get another one or just have to deal without it. Right. But my parents wouldn't run out and buy me another one. And I know that there are people out there that have been that have lived like that. So I like to think that that's part of why I value everything that I own because to own it, I had to work for it. That's a lot deeper than I expected, but that was such a well thought out answer, though, <laughs> and it's that really kind of sheds new light on how I think about things. Not that I didn't before, because I was raised in a very similar situation. I mean, I was proud of the fact that I started work at 15, but you beat me by two years. So. <laughs> it was a, I mowed, I mowed a lawn for an older lady and it paid me 10 bucks a week. Oh yeah. Oh but, wow. You must have saved forever for that laptop. Dude, I saved so long. I did some babysitting here and there. I took care of people's cats when they were on vacation, like anything I could do. Yeah. I did. So when you finally were able to save up enough money for that laptop, that must've felt so good oh man it was great i remember buying it i remember purchasing it like i remember everything i had i had a dell catalog that they sent me in the mail and i had gone through it i remember those i read every single entry and i circled the ones that i liked and i would when i had access to the internet next because i didn't have a smartphone or a laptop i didn't have a laptop i would like i take the catalog with me to school and on lunch i would hop on the school computer and google the specs and see what was better i did so much research Ever you did research my, at 13 my first big well i didn't get it when i was 13 i got it i it took me it took me like a year and a half <laughs> yeah i believe it to save so i got it when i was like 14 almost 15 and yeah, I've done research ever since the beginning because that's a, that's my money, you know? I it work is. for that. I'm not just going to spend it without researching it. And I know that it drives Michaela crazy today. She goes nuts at how much I research things before I buy them. She's she, you know, she's one of the people, no, I don't want to say one of those people. I know. <laughs> she's the type that will Oh, I want something like this. She'll go out to a store, find it and buy it. Without even without caring about the price as with, much, it's well, it's not so. She does care about price, but she doesn't review like look at reviews and stuff like that. And I know I've said this in a previous episode. If I if I'm buying something over like twenty bucks, I check reviews. Like mm-hmm. this one's better than this one. I can't get this one in store. Tough luck. I'm not buying it today. I order it online and wait because I want the best bang for my buck. Yeah, I spent a month and a half uh, finding a phone. Yeah. Yeah, and that's yeah. not – I mean, you know, to each their own, and she's not like that. Um, so she's had to get used to me over – like she can't go shoe shopping with me. She can't. She oh. refuses to go shoe shopping with me. I In the New Balance factory store, I know you've got some experience there. Oh, tons. Uh, I used to wear exclusively New Balance shoes, and she couldn't go in there with me because I'd be in there for 45 minutes to an hour. Like weighing out every single option. I wonder if I've ever seen you in there and I didn't know. Maybe you might have, and we just, you know, we just passed wow. by each other. <laughs> because I mean, I still love New Balance shoes to this day, but I was so into it when I worked there. Like brand I, loyalty, I could, son. That Coming so, in a future episode. I wonder if I've ever waited on you because you really love those shoes, and I really loved talking about the technology in those shoes. Yeah, yeah. So that'd be crazy <laughs> if that ever happened. It might have. It might yeah. have. Butterfly effect, yo. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, always been very value-oriented. And I think 
I mean, I think we could probably go into this even more in another episode. Absolutely. Um, Something um, I was thinking about saying now because I said it about 10 minutes ago was being mindful about eating. But I think we should actually say that because both of us kind of have the experience of, um, well, just being mindful of, of what you're eating and what you're drinking. So, yes, right. It's, we're all about water, especially you. Oh, man, I drink so much water. So much water. Mm-hmm. We so, actually, I've actually gone on, was it two, two pee breaks? Yeah, it's been two. Two, two, two so pee far. breaks this episode that we've been recording because I drink so much water that I'm always going to the bathroom. Right. But I don't know if you've noticed because we didn't really hang out in person a lot before starting this podcast. But my I had a, I had bad acne. And since I've started drinking water, it's, you know, it's, I still got a few. I still yeah. have some on my face, but not nearly, not nearly as bad as I used to. I believe it. And that's a topic for another time though. Yeah, we can totally get into that. I feel like maybe we should do that uh, next week. Next week. I mean, it's next still week on, on the Jake and Joe show. Yes, absolutely. You guys get a little sneak peek. So that about wraps up the critical thinking segment. Um, unless you have more to say, I don't. No, I covered everything I wanted to cover, so I think that's it for episode four. That is it. Well, thank you for listening again. We appreciate your viewership. We appreciate your interaction with us. Don't ever think that a comment or a message you send us goes unnoticed. A lot of times, Jake or I will try to get back to you, and or we will get back to you, and, you know... Because we, we, we value that. We, we're still new with this. So any experience that we can get and any criticism that we can get, we're more than encouraging. You know, we, we want... I don't even know if I'm wording this the right way because just, you know, just interact with us. We, we like it. We yeah, appreciate please do. it. Yeah, we appreciate it. So And we're so close to being live now that I can taste it. Yeah, this is episode four that we're recording and we haven't released any yet. So you can probably imagine that both Jake and I are pretty like, oh, come on, we just want to release these things already but we're taking our time and i think this is the right move for the podcast it's very very smart very unlike what we've done in the past (laughs) (laughs) which you know all those projects died out so right um yeah so again i'm just so pumped to go live and pumped to be able to hear live recommendations and criticisms so i'm just gonna repeat what joe said and thank you guys for your loyalty That wraps up our show this week. Stick around. We have new episodes rolling out weekly with great content that you're going to want to hear. Right, because by the time you guys hear this, you're not going to be able to hear episode five for a week. Right. Wait, what? Yeah, yeah, because we're going to drop three at once. And that's four, true. So that's true. You guys have a whole week to wait. This is the beginning of waiting a week to hear our podcast. We hope you remember us a week from now, and we hope you come back and listen again. So without further ado, this has been the Jake and Joe Show. I'm Joe. And I'm Jake. I'm signing off, and he's going to take it from here. All right, guys. So, I mean, by this point, we all know what's going to happen here. We're going to leave you guys feeling good about the episode by throwing in a nice, easy listening track. So I hope you enjoy Sit back and relax and have a great week. I love you. I love you too. He loves you too.